Hi, we're the Sherpa sisters from Malaysia. Azima, Amna, and me, Aisha, hosts of the My English Matters podcast. After spending eight years in the UK as children, we know the importance of mastering a second language. So we created myenglishmatters.com as a platform to help second language learners learn to speak, write, and communicate in English with confidence through our online courses, classes, and live workshops. The My English Matters podcast is an extension of all that we do. It's a place for us to connect with you on a whole new level. You can learn with us while you're on your commute to work, washing the dishes, or picking your kids up from school. So let's get started, shall we? Okay, so speaking English and learning public speaking is important uh, to make sure that there is clear communication because when we are speaking to audience, it is important to make sure that the audience understand what we are actually trying to convey, right? Yes. And especially for us law students, it is important to be confident in public speaking because mm -hmm. our job is basically public speaking. So if we do not have the confidence, then what's the point of being law students? <laughs> so in relation to this, uh, do you have any tips for us, especially for novice and beginners in speaking English publicly? Yeah, I have six tips. So I, I hope you guys are going to write these down. Right. So number one, uh, six tips yeah, for better public speaking. Number one, first, where to get your ideas, right? So it basically falls under this one. Where do I get my ideas and what should I talk about? So you need quality ideas, right? Because I think all of you know that sometimes when we listen to politicians, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, uh, <laughs> trying to be controversial here. But sometimes when we listen to people who are out there in the public, they can talk about many, many things, but... It's probably not well researched or it's just controversial for the sake of controversial. I'm not saying just politicians, I'm saying what people in general out there. So where can you get your ideas, right? So um, I would say that the internet is your best friend, of course. The internet is your best friend. You're lucky in that sense. You've got your Google right. Uh, your phone is just available for you. And this is where you can listen to a lot of talks, right? A lot of debates. A lot of, of things that can make you an, an intellectual speaker. Because I don't want you to come out and graduate and be able to talk, but talk nonsense. That then you're just making noise, right? So listening to talks, listening to debates, finding out issues. What is the issue right now within Malaysia, right? What is the problem here, what is plaguing the word, plaguing the ummah for Muslims, everyone talk about Muslims, the ummah, or what is plaguing Malaysia in general, right? What is keeping Malaysia from being, except whatever, fill in the blanks yourself. These are serious issues that I think people your age should look at as well. What are the viral issues right now, right? So for example, is it yeah, politics, obviously? I know not all of us love politics, but I'm sure some of you do. Is it about race, right? Racism issues, religious issues, even we're fighting amongst each other, right? Justice, ethics, crime, and right now the floods right now, right? What's the issue right now? So if you start to do your homework by listening and, and reading a lot, 
that will get you to think about your own opinion and how to form opinion. Another way as well, the second way, this is under looking for great content, right? Another way as well is to just studying books, right? Stay studying your favorite books and favorite speakers, right? As reference. So I'm going to give you some of my, uh, what I am actually listening to right now. I'm going to give you some, some, some names. So because right now I'm looking at controversial figures. I don't know if you guys know this guy, if I say his name. Andrew Tate, right? Are you familiar, uh, Shahira, with this guy? No? It's okay. I'm just going to give you some names that you can Google later. Because I'm looking, why is this person controversial? Why are people talking to him on social media? And then I look at people like um, Muhammad Hijab and Ali Dawah. This is in the Muslim world. If you're a Muslim, you're interested in that. So they go around London debating people. Like they do speaker's corner, and I think you guys have speaker's corner after this, right? They go around and talk about issues about the religion and atheism and things like that, which is, to me, it's like, wow, you're so brave to do that. But I, I admire that. And I think law students, you have to be able to uh, talk about controversial stuff as well. So you have to be quite brave. You've got to get there, right? Okay. Uh, I'm also looking at Sapiens Institute, S-A-P-I-E-N-C-E -E Institute, right? And then if you're not into that, you're into the secular stuff, right? Um, I actually like to listen to Candace Owens, C-A-N-D-A-C-E-O-W-E-N-S. She's a black woman in America, and she talks about, again, controversial stuff, like she, she's against, um, apparently there's an issue with, with what we call uh, Black Lives Matters. Are you familiar with that? Black Lives Matter, right? And she's she's a black woman. And she goes against that. And I'm like, what is going on? So I always question myself, what is the issue right now in this world? What are people saying about it pro? And what's on the other side? So that I get a balanced view. This is what I want especially law students like you guys have that ability to be doing your critical thinking. And when you're doing this, reading news, read news from different angles, not just what you support, but also what's the other side saying, so that you as a law student are able to do critical thinking and have your own opinion, but stay strong with your values, so that if there's an opposing opinion, you know how to, how to, what we call it, Balas balik. Malay. All right. Okay, so that's very important. Another thing is to keep learning. Keep learning a topic outside of your field, right? So when I was, um, you know, I told you earlier on, I said that I was battling some sort of crisis when I was a lecturer at UNISA. I was actually, um, it was, it was, it wasn't UNISA itself. It was just a lot of things going on in my, in, my, in my life at the moment. But I was battling with sadness. And if you feel a bit sad, right? Feeling uh, lonely and depressed for some reason in my head, right? I don't want to go too deep into it. But I had to find out what is going on with me. Am I not? Am I, am I lacking in something? I'm lacking in spiritual, spirituality, right? So then I, was, I had to read. I had to read. Um, inspiring stuff, personal development. So I hope you guys are doing that, listening to personal development things. So people that helped me in my life, 
were of course religion religious people as well as people in in the non-religious world they they gave me the personal development stuff that get that got me going so that's very important as well and then learning a lot of topics right a lot of topics like um communication so i'm going to give you names i hope you're going to write this down names like brandon burchard right um who else stephen covey that's in the personal development world uh, these are the people that will tell you take action take action and by reading you have a lot of content and that's how you become a, a great public speaker as well so other topics i'll talk about other topics that you can explore later on okay because i'm still on on, on on tip number one so maybe before i move on to my 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 second tip maybe shahira can can also um, summarize or add or add anything <laughs> okay so for tips number one yeah. you need to know where to get ideas uh, such as internet which is already our best friend today it's just that we need to know how to use the internet to make us a good public speaker yeah. and we need to know issues read about uh, a lot of issues explore things outside of our academic uh, syllabus and for me personally uh, I would love I love to learn about how to get ideas for public speaking from watching Toastmasters. I hope you know what Toastmasters yes. is. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, because it is very enjoyable to see how the speakers have the ideas to talk about uh, something that's not really uh, current issues. Uh, sometimes it is more like spiritual issues and yeah. it is fine and it is uh, it gives me a lot of things that I can or maybe I can improve this. Maybe I can learn about this. And it really mm. helps with my public speaking. That's okay, wonderful. so that's for tips number one. Maybe we can yeah. proceed to the second. Sure. Tip number two, in order to be a great public speaker, because I just said you have to gain a lot of knowledge and all of those things that helps you to become confident. Number two is about knowing your audience. Who are you speaking to? So this is a lot of import. Uh, uh, it's, it's major because this will avoid you from being what I call SS, which is Shots and diri, right? This term, shots and diri, or uh, egocentrism, right? So this term is all about your yourself being obsessed with yourself. Okay, you are obsessed with yourself. That's the problem when we speak. I'm not saying all of us, but sometimes when you're obsessed with yourself and you forget the audience, they're not going to listen to you. So what's the point, right? So knowing your audience is number one. Right. I'm going to give you another example. When I, let's take a, let's pretend we are taking um, Wi-Fi, right? Wi-Fi or Wi-Fi? Selfie, Wi-Fi, right? Wi-Fi, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's say, let's say we all take a Wi-Fi, okay? And then I show you the photo. Whose photo do you look at first? Oh, yeah, yourself, of course. You know, who cares? Everyone's blurry, but as long as you look great, right? So that is the mindset of your audience. All they care is about themselves. They don't care about you, which is a problem, isn't it? But you, as a public speaker, you've got all the wonderful ideas, blah, 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 you want to speak, right? Shots near you. Your audience are thinking, here are the questions they're going to say. Why should I care? Yeah. Why is listening to you better than Ido? Why is sleeping? Or better than playing video games? 
This is what they're thinking, right? And then the examples, they're like, example ni penting ke for my life? It's important to me. That is, those are the things that they're, that they're thinking about because they themselves are also shot sendiri. All right, so that is when you know this, it will then help you to gather all your ideas in your head and then structure them so that your examples are relevant to them. Because we have thousands of examples, can you're so creative, wow, imaginative. But you choose only ones relevant to them. Okay, that's number one. You, you, you filter, like you tapis, basically. And then as you speak, you're also thinking about, oh my God, this person is sleeping. I've got to do something. I've got to be more energetic. I've got to be more lively. Oh my God, this person is going to question my um, statistics. That means I have to quote an expert that they know about. So here's an, another example that I want to give you. When I teach um, working adults, right, what do they care about the most? Number one, they don't care so much about theories, okay, because they just want to learn from me and apply, learn, apply, learn, apply. They're because they want to go to work. But students like you, when you go to class, what are you learning for? So, number one, exams. This is the truth, right? You want to learn something. You're like, exam, so of course you have to focus. So students, lecturer pun tahu. They're like, okay, this theory is going to come up in your exam. When they say that, baru you guys focus, right? Okay, after we do this, we're going to have discussion. Then you pay attention. Because they know, because um, that's what they care about. So knowing your audience is very, very important as well. Later on, when you go for a job interview, what do you think they're looking for, Shahira? What do you think your audience is looking for when you're looking for doing a job interview? Maybe our potential, our uh, what we can give them, efforts and all. Brilliant, right? Job interview is a time for you to be short sendiri, yes. But balanced with what your talents will uh, contribute to the working life or experience working with you. Okay? So always, before you do your public speaking, immediately you're thinking about who am I talking to? And that will filter out so many um, of your content. Are you with me? Right? Okay. Do you want, have anything else to add to that, Shahira? Before I move on to my third tip. Okay, so regarding the second tips, know your audience. Uh, first, don't be obsessed with, with yourself. And it is, for me, it is important to connect with your audience because uh, from my debate club, they always told me that people won't remember what you said or even what you convey. Uh, or anything, but they will remember how we make them feel. Yes. So if we are able to connect with the audience, then they will surely remember how they feel when they listen to us speaking. And that is why we need to really know our audience, know what they want to get from us uh, in order to make sure that they have, they will get the messages that we wanted to convey. Yeah. Uh, so that... the next tips. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. 
So my third tip is to learn how to structure your message, right? So structuring your message, basically. So now we get to the meat of public speaking. Very simple structure. It's called the three structure framework. Easily, easy. Introduction, body, conclusion. Intro, body, conclusion. So we can write that down like that. Intro, body, conclusion. If you have this structure, then you're not going to ramble all over the place, body, put back to intro and then conclude and then back to body. That's horrible. So having that structure will help you to then filter what should you put in your intro and body and conclusion and so on and so forth. Okay, so now I'm going to give you things, what to include basically in your introduction. Okay, and then let's see how we can also relate to our audience in this way. So your introduction, whenever you do a public speaking, and I think you have a, a session coming up next a week. Am I correct, uh, Shaira? You're going to be doing public speaking, right? Okay, so in your intro, you can start off with a short story if you want, based on your personal experience or what you have read. Remember what I said about your research? You've done your research. Uh, it can be a demonstration just to get them uh, to see, oh, wow, interesting, something new. A fact, of course, even a controversial fact, if you want to go there, all right, and please be responsible with what you say, of course. Right? I'm not saying be controversial for the sake of controversial, okay? And then, this is to get them thinking, get your audience thinking, oh, okay, all right, this is the mood, I'm going to think about that, let's, let's listen to you, okay? Another concept, another thing that you can put also is... A statement saying, why should they listen to you? Right? So, for example, a sentence saying, I'm going to cover this topic because it is important because it is interesting because we need to know this because, right, we, the audience. Because this is the first thing they're asking. Why should I listen to you? Having that statement will answer that question that they're thinking first. All right? And then you can talk about your overview. So your preview, basically, overview, preview, same thing, which is then you can say, I'm going to talk about A and then B and then C. And then we will take Q&A if there's any, whatever the format, just talk about the format. So this structure helps your audience to guess, oh, she's going to take 10 minutes. Oh, this is just going to be five minutes. It's worth listening. Yeah. Again, this is about clarity for your audience. This is making them think, yeah, I'm going to listen because she's only had three points. So this is important. Okay. Just like what I said, I've got six points. Remember I said that, Shaira, at the beginning? Okay. Now, we're done with your intro. Let's go to your the body. So how many points should you have? Generally speaking, people always say not too much. So three points is good enough. It's meaty enough. Meaning that point A, point B, point C, right? That's enough, not 20 points, too many. Three to five, okay. Depends, depends also on, on how many uh, hours or minutes you have, right? This really depends. So A, B, C. Point A, say something. Elaborate. And this is where you elaborate. You back up what you say. Evidence, story, statistics science, whatever that you, you want to elaborate more. So you spend time here. When you're done with that, you say, next, moving on to my second point. Same thing. Say your point, 
elaborate. Then, now on to my last point, my third point. Same thing. Give your point, elaborate a little bit more, spend time there, and then you're done, right? With your body. So then you say, let me conclude with. This is where we fall into the conclusion. So with your conclusion, we come back to what our audience need to know. So it, it means answering this question. Uh, wait, hold on. Before that, you give a summary, of course. I have talked about A, B, and C. And then you can say, so the next step for you all, or for us all, I want to invite you to whatever call to action. We, see, we call it CTA, call to action, if there's any. If there's none, you just summarize it, and then you end your speech. So that's this irregular structure that everyone does when, when it comes to public speaking. And so, um, Shahira, is that clear to you how to structure? Yes, it is quite clear for me. Great. And... Uh... Uh, are you done with the third tips or is there anything? Oh, yeah, uh, I think that I think I think I just want to add something else as well. When you are in the body, in your body as well, we've got your three points. What do you elaborate on? This is when you're dealing with, uh, sorry, when, this is when you hopefully have selected examples that are relevant to your audience. Okay, things that they need to know. This will help you from scrambling on and on, too many points here and there. Okay? Is that clear? Okay. Now, on to tip number four, which is how not to be boring. <laughs> tip number four, just how to keep them engaged, basically. How not to be boring. So I've got, uh, I've got, I'll see how many I've got, but I've got, I think I've got six, but um, we'll see, we'll see, right? How not to be boring in your content. So, number one, this is the point of that one, which is to tell impressive stories, right? To tell interesting stories, not about, you know, like I said, not the short and stories, but impressive stories. And I want to give you a framework, with a, which I just picked up from this book uh, by Michelle Bowden. It's behind me, but she says, you guys can explore it later on. When you tell a story, this is the framework that you can use. Incident meaning tell the story, what, what's happening. After you finish that, the point, you talk about what's the point of your story. And then third, thirdly is what's the benefit of telling that story? What, should, what, what will the audience get from, telling, from you telling that story just now? Right? That's important. Another one is to ask engaging questions throughout. Again, this will avoid you from being, like I said, the short cindery syndrome. Right? Asking questions like, don't you think so? Isn't it? Something you say statement, isn't it? Or, wouldn't it be great if we, I'm giving you phrases because I'm an English trainer as well, I've got to give you phrases. Or, why don't we, something, something, and a question mark. Now, you don't necessarily need them to answer, but when you when instead of you just giving um, statement, 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 inserting questions will make them think and pause and follow along with you, which is what I'm trying to do as well. I keep on asking, Shaira, is that 
okay or whatever. It's like, are you with me? I do that as well. And I think your lecturers, the good ones, uh, do that. <laughs> All right. Okay. Another way as well is to use lots of examples from many, many sources. So here are examples that you can use. Personal experience is great if you have any. And I think when you give just a little bit of your personal experience, it just makes that experience of listening to you unique. Because they're like, ah, this is Shahira style. Ah, this is Zuhaira style, Akira style, you know, Carmen style. They know it because they're like, that personal experience nobody can take away. Okay. Another example, other examples that you can use, case study, case studies of what you have learned and, and, and read and things. Latest information, of course, reading up what's the latest thing that you need to know about. Experts as well, experts quoting relevant experts that people respect. So that's important, right? Science statistics, whatever. Okay, those are those are the ways that you can be um, that you can think of examples, many examples. So so many things, right? So many things that you can repeat, right? Okay. Number how many how many numbers now we've I was talking about how not to be boring. Can you can you summarize I said telling business stories, right? Shaira? Asking uh, yes. questions. And then There's a lot the, of example. Examples of many sources. Okay. Um, number four, being humorous and self-deprecating. Now, this is a skill. I'm not telling you to tell jokes because uh, sometimes it's hard. People don't laugh or, or only you think it's funny. That's, that's a nightmare, right? But, but it does help to lighten up the mood, okay? So I would say this, the, the best kind of humor that I safe is the self-deprecating one. What is self-deprecating? Do you know, Shahira? That word, self-deprecating. Self-deprecating, it means you are, you make fun of yourself. Yeah, you don't make fun of your other people, but you just make fun a little bit of yourself. So it makes people like, oh, yeah, but I guess I didn't mean soccer. You know, they, they, like, they feel that you're human. You're not Miss Perfect. Yeah, you're not like, if, you're, if you come across as too, Perfect. Immediately, people are like, ooh, Rasanini. You know, it's just like a problem, isn't it? So those are um, the best ways, self-deprecating uh, humor that you can, you can think of. And of course, if you've got time, I mean, you've got slides, right? You could, you could put um, a joke, one or two, just to lighten things up that people think are funny, related to your topic, of course. Yeah, that's very important. When people laugh at that slide, so you don't have to tell any jokes. It's a safe way as well. All right. Another one is how not to deliver boring content is to deliver with vocal variety. So what do I mean by that? If you are enthusiastic, show it on your face. Show it in your voice. If you're passionate about that topic, you show it. And people can see, oh, you're very passionate about that topic, right? If you want them to laugh, then you also smile a little bit. So you have to show a multitude of emotions 
in your voice. And this is the sort of training that people pay thousands to learn. And I teach this as, uh, as well in, in my, my company for my, for my uh, working adult students. So delivering with vocal variety is very, very important. Um, Shahira, do you learn about this in your um, debating club? Uh, I do learn about it in debate, but the thing is, uh, my debate club is focused most uh, more on Malay debate. So yeah. I find it hard sometimes to uh, to use the right intonation in English because in English and Malay, we use different intonation uh, with mm. certain words. So it's hard to adapt. Right. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mine is it's not about, in Malay, it's going to be different tone. It's more about your emotions. How do you feel about what you are saying? Right? Are you angry about it? Then show some anger. If you, are, you want people to feel calm about it, calm down, everybody. Then you show it in your voice. That is what I mean by vocal variety. And, and I, I also mean that when you are passionate, you will speak very fast. Shaira, am I correct? If you're debating, you're, you oh, you speak very fast. And if it's very, very important, you slow down. This is very advanced technique, but if you can apply this, you're fantastic. Uh, you're not going to be boring as a speaker. It's very important as well. Right. Um, so, some more things that you can, you can do with vocal variety. It helps as well if you, your face tells that story. Right. Your face is very important as well. That it conveys a lot of emotions. Okay, so that's tip number four. And under that, so many, right? So many. All right. Moving on now to my fifth um, tip, which is body language. So again, it's not just about what you say, the choices of words, how interesting you are, but it's also body language and you can't run away from that. So in order for you to fix that is very easy. Just fix your posture. If you are always hunched like that, that already shows that you're not confident, right? Um, if you're a winner, right? If I ask Shahira, when you saw, I don't know if you watch football, but whatever. If you watch athletes, right? When they win, what do they do? What's their first body language? What do they do when they win? Do they do? I think uh, like if they raise their hand like, Yes, uh, yes, like that maybe. Right. Yes, yeah, right. Open body language that shows that they're confident, they're winner, they're happy. And I'm not saying when you go public speaking debate, you're like, yeah, yeah, everybody. <laughs> I'm not saying that, right? But you're opening up your the chest, the shoulders, opening up, so that people can see you are a confident person. Very important as well. <clears throat> Now, I'm not saying that doing that will suddenly make you sound or look shocked, which is something that you want to avoid, right? So you've got to be humble as well, which, which shows in, in your body language, your, your facial expression and things like that. So body language is important. Eye contact as well. I don't know, Shahira. I believe that when we cannot see a person's face, we don't know what they're thinking especially if you're doing public speaking and then they're not looking at your face, they're just looking at your notes, for example. What does that show? Shows that they're not confident, right? And or looking at the slides, right? Sometimes, I don't know, Shaira, when I was a lecturer, 
sometimes some of my students, uh, they like looking at the slides. And, and then they finish that, thank you. <laughs> so very important that you always face the audience. It sounds simple, but believe me, changing this makes you look confident even if you are not confident. So can I tell you the truth? Nervousness is normal. Right, Shaira? Before we started this, I'm sure you felt nervous. I felt nervous, right? Even though I've done this, I don't know, millions of times on Zoom, on you know, other platforms. Uh, but still, that nervousness is like, right? But you don't, I don't have to show it. And then I'm okay, of course, afterwards. And Shaira's okay now, I'm sure. But one thing that you have to understand, if you show that you're confident with your body language, you've done your research, you've done all of these things, you can control the degree of nervousness. Okay. And so my last tip is, oh, before that, Chaira, anything that you want to add here? Uh, I think I would like to add regarding the nervousness. Yeah. Uh, so aside from being prepared of what we are going to talk, I think uh, it is important to have fun also uh, when we are doing public speaking because I think when we are too busy having fun speaking, we wouldn't forget eventually about the nervousness like I'm doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Being in the moment and having that mindset, you know, I'm just, I'm going to have fun. Even if I make a mistake, it's all right. I just laugh about it. I'm a human being. See that self-deprecating Thing that you say, I'm a human being, that's normal. I'll, I'll make mistakes. I pasasu here and there. Yes, which is normal. So having fun is very, very important. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Moving on to my final tip. But there's there are so many. I have to choose a lot, but I want to choose this one because practice, that's number that's the one that I want to say. Practice is so important. Especially if you are at a high stake situation meaning it's very important you'll be analyzed you'll be graded practice the flow is very important so i'm talking about intro body conclusion what are you going to say how is it going to be practice delivering fluently meaning if you speak and you tend to say a lot of uh mm, all those things practice catching yourself instead of saying those things we call it fillers in our public speaking world, fillers, F-I-L-L-E-R-S. Just pause. That's another thing as well. Learning to pause instead of doing uh, fillers as well. Other ways that you can practice, practice delivering where to go fast, where can I go slow, where can I be more energetic, and where can I um, be less energetic and show more emotions, for example. All right. All right, so those are actually my six tips. Thanks for listening to this episode of the My English Matters podcast. Make sure to click the subscribe button on this podcast if you haven't yet. Now, if you'd like to learn even more with us, we have a free training called Speaking with Confidence, where we send seven tips to your email. You'll also get weekly emails with tips and lessons to help you improve your English. Join us at myenglishmatters.com.